Hey, thanks for coming and checking out Music Talk from the North State, where we're coming to you here from the Madison Bear Garden, affectionately known as the Bear, up here in Northern California, in Chico, California to be specific, where we're talking about the music business and folks that are, that are professionals, aspiring professionals in our markets and the things that we do to try to make this our living and income, and how does it relate to the bigger picture of the business, and then how do we do it in our local area, and if there's a scaling in between and all those kinds of things, that's the kind of stuff we talk about here. And uh, I'm here again with Logan. The thing that you were asking me about in this particular segment was much more about songwriters than it was about recording artists, which is what we've done some talking about not too long ago. Uh, talking about the different things about Spotify and who puts tracks on there and how much money is involved and all those things. But the one you brought up now is actually coming from another angle. It's about songwriters. Again, thank you for having me. Um, yeah. I really appreciate it. And um, as you said, Spotify, we began to dive into uh, the different pay rates and why it's important for mm -hmm. an artist. And um, well, that mainly focused, as you mentioned, on the recording aspects of it, not really the composition part of the copyright. Right. And um, well, I found another article. This one said that digital service providers such as uh, Spotify have to pay $424 million in what they call historical unmatched royalties to something called the MC MLC. Right. And I was just a little confused as to how it's, that whole process is going. Sure. What is it? Yeah. You know, how can that really apply to people such as myself within the North State? You, we're looking at a half a billion dollars. That yeah. is some, yeah. some unmatched royalties. Yeah, you mean exactly. there's a half a yeah. billion dollars going out <laughs> from, so yeah, you're right. And Spotify's not the only one. They are a major part of this, but YouTube had a piece of this. Mm -hmm. Apple had a piece of this. There's Deezer. There's even Pandora had some pieces. The words you used were right. I know it came from your article, but the DSPs, the digital service providers, in the music business, we refer to them as basically the ones that are suppliers of music on a streaming level. So digital service provider, it sounds like it's really big, almost like ISP, you know, it's a very wide ranging word, but we mean it very specific to mean like the streaming companies that are involved with music. So the DSPs is an aggregate of all these different companies that basically, took the money that they have been taking in for the song part and didn't know where to pay it. And then they needed to figure out what to do with this historical money, you know, that we've been, we've been letting these things play. And we have money for somebody, but we don't know who to give it to. Well, so if, if you could just break that down for me, Spotify automatically takes 30%. Right? Yes. And then the rest, they, gotta, they have to divvy up between different rights holders. and. Good, okay. well said, okay. well said. Okay, okay so rights holders, let me go step back to that mm -hmm. point because you're bringing up the right thing saying that this is about songwriters and the MLC and what they fit. There's a song copyright, you said, you said that right, um, and then there's a recording copyright. So we might talk about the artists that get their music on there or the labels that get their artists' mm -hmm. recordings on there, but those artists recorded songs. They may have written the same song that's on that recording. They may be a producer that does the production, the song and the recording all at the same time, but we know about, let's say, artists who cover songs, and that's an easy way to say the song is separate from the recording. Mm -hmm. So the songs get their own royalty that's Got separate it. from the recording. Okay. Um, so, to, so just to get into that piece of it, where this starts to fit with unmatched uh, songwriting royalties mm -hmm. and so forth, this MLC, I have to step back and say, I'm gonna give you a piece of kind of like the law, the history, how it changed, mm -hmm. then who is this MLC, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then why are they getting all this money, and then how do I get a piece of it? So I'm gonna try to break okay. it into those okay. pieces, yeah. right? Okay, uh, 2018, a law passed called the Music Modernization Act. Mm -hmm. It's probably, I think of the 21st century, one of the most important laws about copyright law that's happened. The Music Modernization Act has a couple of different things to it. 
but it's one of the only times you're going to find in practically any congressional history where all Democrats, Republicans, and all lobbyists from the record business, those DSPs, those suppliers, mm -hmm. the music publishing, songwriting business, everybody agreed, and the thing passed unanimously. Right that never happens in music, that everybody agrees. That's like somebody, I hate my label, or no, those guys are bad, there's a lobbyist over there, Democrats, Republicans. It was the only thing that's ever happened where everybody agreed. Okay. The law, what it did was to say, there's a problem in that Spotify and others have been, have the authorization to have recordings, but sometimes they can't figure out who the songwriter was. Sometimes it's really obvious, it's the same as the artist and they got that information, and they wanna pay for the songwriting royalties as well. But there's lawsuits, you could see this yourselves if you wanna Google this, there's an Eminem versus Spotify thing in like 2016 to 2018. Another Wixen Music Publishing, W-I-X-E-N, Wixen Music Publishing, he's got Tom Petty, a lot of other artists and says, I'm not getting paid from things that are on Spotify. And we're talking about names you know. Mm -hmm. you know so there are a lot of also other names we know. To make this a little more complicated, songs are not just written by one person often. They're, they're collaborations that yeah, could be yeah, multiple. Yeah. Like when it's kind of well known that the Beyonce's tracks, when it was for the Lemonade album, there's some up to 17 songwriters on those. It's very common that we see a lot of co-writers and things involved in the productions and the recordings for the song part of it. So there could be lots of people that are involved in just that songwriter royalty, and sometimes they're not easy to find. And so. In one way, it's copyright infringement. And that thing might be a surprise to a lot of people. The artist gave this recording to Spotify, said, go ahead, let's call it just a cover of one person. If they don't pay for that song, technically that's a copyright infringement by Spotify to have even had that happen. So what they're doing is they're sitting on money that they're saying, I want to pay, not just Spotify, but other, all these services, these DSPs. I want to pay this out, but I don't know who to give it to. And they took the risk of putting it out anyway. So now there's, that's where this comes in, what you said, this historically unmatched royalties. The Music Modernization Act was, to, was set up to say, this is a problem, let's fix it. Mm -hmm. So what they created out of that law, the MLC that you refer to, is the Mechanical Licensing Collective. So it's like a new organization. The government actually said, we need this in a law, an organization that will, will turn into the one-stop shop where if you own songs, you are the writer or the publisher, you own the, just the song, not recordings, the song, copyright. Okay. not the recordings, but the songs. If you own the songs, you register now with the Mechanical Licensing Collective, this body created by this law. And you say, this is my song and I want any money that comes in. The DSPs now, instead of having to find every individual and try to pay them their songwriting royalties, can dump off all their money in one place. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. So it creates the hub or the one-stop shopping. Uh -huh. If you're a critic of this, it also creates the big Social Security Administration of the music business. You know, it's like there's one big old body that you know could be that that you check in with and you could get money out of. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of people don't even realize. And I'll come back to this historically unmatched thing for a moment. Mm -hmm. But everybody watching this right now, a lot of people don't realize this even exists. Go to the MLC and you'll see an organization. They're fairly transparent in what they're trying to do. They just started in January 2021, per this 2018 law, mm -hmm. and you basically register with them saying, I own songs. Mm -hmm. And it's not registering your copyright like with the government saying, I own a copyright. It's saying, I want my money from DSPs. Right. And when you do register, that's when, like you said, Beyonce, the Lemonade album, those 17, those splits, right? Those mini yes. songwriters right. who are owed money, that's who you give that information to. And once you're good there, right. then the DSPs through the money that they earn for that section, talk to them and then they 
pay the money in. That's right. Okay. So okay. most people don't realize there's a hub for songwriters now for your okay. money, right on. for right on. audio streaming money. Okay. Okay. In business, we've called this for a long time the mechanical royalty. Mm. Some people know those words, some don't. If you're not caught up on the word, it's okay. Um, but what I basically want to say is if you wrote songs and it ends up on a DSP, that could be Spotify, it could be at Deezer, it could be Apple. I mean, we could keep going down all those streaming services. If you are involved in one of those streaming services, that's interactive especially, that's like people can control what they want to hear through an app, yeah, through that site. I want to listen to this, those kinds of services. Across the board, those kinds of services, there's something involved with a mechanical royalty. Now, I could get more complicated, but I'm not going to, because mm -hmm. that makes it that simple. Yeah, 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 I've got tracks that are out there. I put them on there, you know, mm -hmm. SoundCloud or those kinds of things. All could be involved with this, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I pull up what I want to hear. I heard it. Now, that company needs to share some of their advertising or their, their, their basic revenue mm -hmm. with the songwriters and not just the, the recordings art and the recording artists and the labels that are involved with those recordings. Mm -hmm. So money gets put into the MLC from them, and that's where this money is that you brought up, this $424 million in unmatched historical royalties. They basically have been pulling up this kind of escrow or a black box, each one of them, of what they couldn't figure out how to Got pay, it. and they just dumped this stuff off in January and February. So this has been like the back order sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Boom. So boom, basically. this is in, and then those so, who are registered will be able to get those if they had been right. unmatched previously. Right. Now we kind of got a clean slate to move. Right. On. Instead of setting up an account myself as a songwriter or as a publisher who owns these song copyrights mm. and saying, I want my piece from you and from you and from you and from you, they all just dump their money off on this brand new organization, the Mechanical wow. Licensing Collective. As I understand from that, from that particular article that you were talking about, I think it says in that article, because you were telling me about it and I got to check it out, nine billion lines of data was also accompanying that of this song or this song or this song from all these different companies. So now you could imagine this MLC, which their job is just to try to make sure that people get paid as a nonprofit organization kind of thing, set up by this law. They have to go figure out who gets a piece of this? Mm -hmm. You know, who are they? Where are they? And they need people to register. So I'm going to say, everybody watching this, if you write songs, register now. It may not be your money on this, but it'll be your money next. And this is how you get paid off of your songs. And let me go to the next level on that too. How much? The amount that's paid from Spotify, like we were talking before, where they keep 30% for themselves, they're paying rights holders yeah, and those yeah, kinds yeah. of things. By law right now, it's 15%. I can get specific 15.1. That number goes up and down, mm -hmm. but of, of Spotify's total revenue, there's not just Spotify, but of any audio streaming services interactive, 15% of that money uh, is of their of their total revenue has to go to songwriters. Now, is that before or after they take their cut? It's of before. Okay. So Spotify's getting 30, and the songwriter Got is it. getting 15. Okay. I just identified 45% of the money. Yeah. If you can probably figure it out, the other 55s <laughs> go into the other rights holder, mm -hmm. the, the recording or labels kind mm -hmm. of side of things, or the independent artists that got there their through DistroKid. That's the three basic pieces, 30 for Spotify, 15 for songwriters, the rest is going for recordings. Got it. Got it. Okay. That's how that ecosystem works. So we're not talking about the larger piece necessarily of the total revenue, but is it relevant? No, that's the song that made that recording worthwhile. Otherwise you recorded something that wasn't interesting. You know, mm -hmm. if the song wasn't great, the recording is not going to be yeah, great, yeah, yeah. right? And the nice thing about being a songwriter in this situation is all the covers and all the other versions. You know, you're getting paid for every time that song gets recorded, regardless of who records it. So it may be the smaller piece for a song, but you're not limited to one recording. Like yesterday from the Beatles, that thing's been recorded probably 5,000 times. Mm -hmm. So 
that the song is its own royalty and it's its own revenue. That the amount of money is set by government. It goes as a mechanical royalty. They say you have to give this now to this MLC. Mm -hmm. And so they just got that bucket of money, but they're also taking in the money for every song for everything that's getting played, not just historically. You just get to see half a billion dollars of what they were sitting on they couldn't figure out. There's more than that. Got it, okay. Okay, so I, I understand, I see the, you know, the, the sequencing of everything, how the MLC works and how it's a one-stop shop for everybody involved. And, mm -hmm. Well, what if, what if you have had unmatched royalties and it's been right. sitting there for so long? Is there, like right. a, is there a time limit on that at all? How does that work? This could be subject to change because mm -hmm. this is a new organization and I don't want to speak for necessarily how it might change mm -hmm. or if it has already changed by the time this thing comes out. Mm -hmm. But I can say they call it the black box monies, the money that has been unmatched um, that what are we going to do with it? They're going to go through that process and try to identify who they are, but the MLC is not in a position to try to reach out and find everybody. You have to find the MLC. So what if it takes a long time, as I think what you're asking, uh, for I didn't know I had money, I didn't sign up, and then it's been sitting there for a while. Could it be sitting there for 20 years? No. Historically, what happens with the black box money is after about three years of it being unclaimed, they're going to throw it back into a general pool. And this is one of the criticisms I've heard a couple of people talk about, that they're not part of that majority that all loves this kind of law and this process, is they're going to then have to throw it back in the pool of going like, well, if I don't know what to do with it, it needs to go out to songwriters and publishers. We can't keep it. We're a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And so what they would have to do then is put it back into sort of a, a general pool of let's pay it out like an escrow to everyone, of just sort of it's there. How are they going to pay it to everyone? Well, not everybody has the same market share. So there are major music publishers just like there are major music record labels. And they have very similar names, Universal Music Publishing, Sony Music yeah. Publishing, Warner Chapel Music Publishing, but there's also Cobalt Music Publishing and there's lots of other rights organizations that aggregate a lot of songs and have a lot of copyrights. They're gonna look at the market share of who everybody has, besides the individuals, you know, that would obviously have very small market share that, that are not part of those collectives mm -hmm. for their song copyrights. And they're gonna put it back in there and say, okay, by market share, I'm gonna have to redistribute it to you guys, and you guys filter it out to your own artists because we couldn't, your, or songwriters to be specific, because we couldn't figure out exactly where that went. But they don't want that to happen. They wanna have the right people find the right money. That's their job. And I, and I think that the altruistic part of this is really wonderful, that it's an advocacy for songwriters and publishers to get paid from their DSPs. The DSPs are really into this, the reason why they really like it too. What passed through that law, because you can't sue them anymore, like Eminem and the Wixon Publishing situation saying, it's copyright infringement, as long as they gave the money to the MLC. That's what they got out of it. Got why it. everybody was in for it okay. is, hey, you can't say, I sat on money and I kept it and I got enriched, but it was yours and I never gave it to you, or I didn't do my job to find you. I gave it to MLC, you got to deal with the MLC. Yep. So yep. that way they're, so that's why that's a big payout, like almost a half a billion dollars between all these companies that they just threw back in all within a month, you know, of one another into the MLC is because then they get the limited liability if I didn't sit on other people's money, you guys figure it out. Right, okay. Okay, so you're mentioning how this is that one-stop shop and it's right. the whole process of this. And well, for you know, people such as myself and, and I'll say it again, all my classmates, people here in Chico in these different regions, is this really worth it for them to you know, register and Absolutely. be a part? Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Do you like free money? Register, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of thing. Okay. Did you know you have money if you wrote a song and it ends up on someone's recording? 
And the thing is, is sometimes you don't even know that somebody covered you. And that was one of the previous problems is you didn't even know if you were owned a song copyright, if they didn't ask to use the permission you put that song in the recording and then they went and gave the recording. Or think of all the, like the remix and DJ market and producers that will make their own versions of things that end up on SoundCloud and Spotify and those kinds of things. And here, my song was used in that. You could say okay. they have infringed my copyright and say I didn't give you authorization. You could want to say, hey, Spotify or SoundCloud, you shouldn't have had that. Now I come after you. But that's a complicated direction to go to say then if you say no, then it's just shut it down. If you say I want the money, where's the money? Here's the easy version. Got it. Okay. Register. Okay. The, the unfortunate part of it is it does downplay the idea that you can say, hey, I didn't want my song being used that way. Now, you really don't have a whole lot of choice, but what you can say is, hey, I would like the money from the fact that my song got used that way. Mm -hmm. And you have one place to go to have them undo all of that for you and with you. They may want you to tell them information about who you are and where and what, but if there's reporting that comes from the other side that says who, where, and what, and it matches you, that's what their job is, is to try to get you paid. So, yeah, you like free money? You want someone policing yeah. a market for you? You got the one-stop shop of handing you the money for when your songs are there. If your songs are not going somewhere, this is not a promotional vehicle. This is a collection agency. Mm -hmm. That's what their job is. And it really is limited to interactive audio streaming services. If songs are going onto records, we have a different process for that, and I can save that for another day. Mm -hmm. If songs are going onto movies, uh, television, video games, and those kinds of things, we have a different process for that between synchronization licenses, performance licenses, and I don't want to get, get, yeah. get us down the rabbit hole of too many things. Mm -hmm. But in this space specifically, I have songs that are on audio streaming services, these DSPs, I want to get paid, you go to the MLC Got and it. you register. Got it. Okay, yeah, perfect, thank you. And they're good people. Some of those people are folks that I worked with. Some of my former students when I was over at University of Southern California. Some of my colleagues that have, uh, from University of Miami and things that are music business teachers and so forth. Uh, there's there's a publishing music business publishing execs that have caught dual roles. There are songwriters that are hit songwriters that are and now advocates. This is a body of people you would want watching over. Let's make sure everybody gets paid. Right on, right on. Yeah. So if you're a songwriter, I hope that you got something out of that conversation just to say, where's my money? And what happened with money? And how things are changing? How do I get paid for my song when that's separate from my recording? And what's going on and with new organizations and a big law that maybe a lot of you didn't even know that existed to basically make this money match up so everybody gets their proper piece of it all. And uh, go get paid. I like that. I mean, that's what our business is about. That's why we're sitting here. That's what the living I've made. That's what he's into. And I hope that that added any value to your guys' lives, too. Thanks for checking out Music Talk.